Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold. I was, uh, I was trying to think of an intro that we could do for this episode. But seeing as we're an entirely audio-based podcast, <laughs> and this is a silent film, I'm not, I'm yeah. not having any idea. <laughs> There's no way for us to parody it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Dang. We'll just throw some jazz in the front. Sure. Just tap, call it, tap call dance it good. throughout. Yep. Yeah. Tap dancey sound bits. Wonderful. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Good, the Bad, and the Boys podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Isaac. And I'm Taryn. We got a, I don't even know what we got. This is a, we got a real, a real sleeper hit, a real surprise. I, yeah. I didn't even know about this movie until you talked about it. Yeah, great film. I first watched this in high school for film class, and it was really insightful, really interesting. We watched uh, the silent film Trip to the Moon before it, so we got a little taste of like the early 1900s silent film okay. aspects, and then um, yeah, we went right into the artist after it. So it was cool. It was like a cool um, transition of um, old style film techniques into the new modern era. So, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I don't know where my notes are nowadays, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. But yes, The Artist. What a what a movie. 2011's The Artist. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely an award winner. Oh yeah, what was it? Five five Oscars. Yeah, it won. Wild. Yeah, but great movie directed by Michael. Oh, fuck, Hazanov. Azanavicius? Does he sound like I a couldn't. fucking Spartan soldier? <laughs> it does. These are really hard yes, to pronounce Michael names. There, it's, it's almost uh, entirely. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, French film personnel that worked on this. It is a film or a French film company. This is just a French movie that happens to have John Goodman in it. Yes, about <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of great stuff. With this movie, unfortunately, it is uh, it is distributed by the the Weinstein or produced by the Weinstein company. So it is a definitely um, I it it sucks because I I feel like a movie like this would would just be considered canceled nowadays. But uh, I don't know, it's just so good. I I just can't bring myself to cancel uh, this this wonderful movie. You'd cancel the artist. I like the artist a lot. And yeah, I'm a filthy bleeding heart liberal. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I thought I thought it was a nice blast to the past. I um yeah. I originally thought from the opening shot, you know, just that nice the twenties title crawl with the the swelling mm. orchestra. There was like this flickering effect, and I was like, oh wow, that's that's a real creative editing decision. It really takes you back into the time period, makes it feel yeah. as though it was a like a twenties reel of film. And then I realized it was just my it was just my shitty TV. My TV has a flicker. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's been cutting into like black and yeah, it's been cutting to black and back. Oh, and shit's flickering gotcha. across the screen. And I was like, wow, look at this, look at this artistic decision. <laughs> and it was until like five minutes in, I was like, wait a minute. I paused the movie to go get a snack, and it kept flickering. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, my TV. Okay. It's your TV. Okay. <laughs> is it is it one of your Dark Souls run that you just like smash your controller into? Probably. <laughs> just the boundless suffering. I've put it through, but my own technical issues aside, I thought from a production standpoint, they did a really good job of putting it in that, that twenties feel there. It's, it's all fantastic. in black and white. There's no sound. So it's really just through the use of, of lighting that they're able to add 
dynamic elements to it. Lighting yeah, and lighting, sound, visuals, when yeah. sound does play a role. Yeah, I, I thought it was just great. It, yeah, it, it did get like some trip to the moon vibes. It was very, very Chaplin esque. Yeah, uh, and they they even um, put it in an aspect ratio as well that hasn't been used since uh, I think like the early 1950s. Oh. The last used official major motion picture film. Yeah, 1953. I do remember taking notes off of that in my film class. I really commemorate the director for really going for it in this in this style and really committing to the techniques of the time. And, you know, it's it's almost a copy-paste of what we know from back in there. And, yeah, so it's really uncanny. Also, I mean, the quality, you know, because now we have high-definition quality pictures. I even think they could have gone even more with the grainy feel. But okay. also, at the same time... The, the idea of this film is that they're paying homage to, to the gems back in the day, the buried gems of the past. Mm. I, I kind of noticed that with the lighting is that there's this interesting shine to each frame. It's just a very shiny, glowing, we're polishing these movies from back in the day. And again, is the testament to how they made it work with just the black and white. You can't see color, yeah. but you could tell through through the textures of different things that they use what they want to draw your attention to. And I, I did, like you were saying, no, so it was very, very shiny. And even within each frame, there were parts of it, the parts that we're supposed to see that are much shinier than mm-hmm. the others. You could tell it all does feel like a 20s, you know, silent film. Uh, it wasn't super keen on natural lighting as opposed to like the lights yeah. here. This is where you, your attention is drawn to. I especially noticed it on like the, the scene where he quits the, the production studio we see him descending the stairs as as Poppy ascends them, and it's all lots of motion and and light. And even then, you can still make out where they are based on where the light is, mm-hmm. um, and just right. how they're highlighted within each frame. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Very very glossy sort of twenties yeah. feel to we're it. We're kind of just we're 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 brushing off the grime from from the past, and we're seeing yeah. this nice glow, <laughs> this nice shine of back in the day, the the true artistry from the time, and you know, it's a great homage how far film has come and and what really paved the the way for it back mm-hmm. in the day when the talkies started coming out so it's great i i think this is such a great you know respect for for that and i don't know we even seen it recently too with the lighthouse you know it's a <laughs> it's, it's a nice callback to some of these you know early early films and you know reminiscing on that time and and those you know did film you see and, uh who is it was it jonah hill who produced it um is like 1990 or something. Mm, is a movie just set in the 90s. Yeah, and it has a very 90s like VHS vibe to it. It's very <laughs> oh, grainy. That's cool. It's all about that. And it's just about it's like a coming of age story about a kid in the 90s. So I'm liking the the time period drama movies that are coming out. And even like we're yeah. seeing with WandaVision as right. that show comes out today and just sort of decade hops through the sitcoms of different eras. And I also agree with what you said that while it is an homage, a love letter to that time period of movies it is more than just that so they didn't just sort of copy paste every film technique of it because it, it's it does show the uh, big highlight in the plot is sort of the growing pains that actors experience between the yeah. 20s era silent films and the talkies that came after them into the 30s and and how things are highlighted in that and yeah, it's moving shown forward you the, know this industry is moving forward always everything's always changing everything's constantly in motion oh, yeah. so yeah that was good yeah and it is shown through the the cinematic language as well as well i'd Mm. say the language but there is no talking 
in the movie. <laughs> Just how visual storytelling is, or visual. Yeah, the short times when sound is used, it's just to sort of show the character's transition into this this new era. How he's he's fallen behind. He has no mouth. There's there's great scenes of that. Um, you know, mo- most no- notably is yeah his his uh, nightmare about you know the the coming of the talkies and just like the usage of the Dutch angles and the very unsettling sounds and they're almost you know amplified and you know kind of overwhelming him, drowning him, kind of deafening him. Mm-hmm. There's even a nice homage with Pepe of of her progress through the film industry and that that oh, is oh I all, loved all the montages. Know, yeah, the montage thing, and and that used you know a, a jazz song. You could hear someone singing. It's a little nod to Peppy's talkies that she's going through. Yeah, so so great usage of of sound. You know, as as subtle as it is in this movie, it's it's in places where it needs to be, and then it's mm-hmm. you know and then it goes it reverts back to its silent techniques. Great usage of sound, color, lighting, everything. Just great. <laughs> just great, yeah. And yeah, there are more techniques as opposed to just the ones that were available during that time period. As we see his sort of downward spiral, uh, I noticed like the aperture would change a lot. Mm. The peripherals would get much blurrier uh, depending on yeah. the state of mind he was in. And yeah, since there's no, they, they can't use color really like a lot of movies do. Um, and the framing, it is shot akin to a 20s movie. So with the framing, there wasn't a, they, they couldn't really like CG anything in or, or do weird stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, it looked like they tried to only go for camera angles that would have been available during that time period is a lot of, a lot of steady cam, um, just mm-hmm. sort of pan shots and then, you know, like medium longs and, and close shots of everyone. So there wasn't any of the wacky shit people do today. There's no, no like drone <laughs> flying around getting the top downs yeah. on anyone or anything like no, that no craziness of, the, of legion or no <laughs> yeah none of the more experimental things you know, it's, it's not like a like a hardcore henry where it's the entire movie right. in, in first person <laughs> or it's something like the right. lighthouse where the entire set is designed for the camera to be able to like flow around in it in this mm. weird trippy way it's very flat like that and so they do have more subtle tricks that they use to draw audiences attention like light, like we said, like aperture. Um, I think those were used very well, yeah. especially in the artistic sense to when they were conveying themes and whatnot, um, while also still, you know, being uh, true to the true to the genre that they're going for. And I, I love those mirror shots too that we kind of see, like how he's just sitting in in his own reflection, and he kind of just like pours the alcohol oh, yeah, over he's... his face, and so yeah, um, a lot of a lot of good stuff, um, and. I do love the story too. It uh, again, even the story is kind of a, another homage to the, that style back in the day. I kind of think of you know notable duos, pairings like you know Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, or you know Gene mm-hmm. Kelly and you know Debbie Reynolds. Definitely a big singing in the rain vibe, you know, as they're transitioning <laughs> also into the talkies. So it's a similar story and a similar homage as well. I watched for Halloween last year um, some Frankenstein, like the original Frankenstein and the original Dracula with uh, Bella Lugosi. Ooh. And like, yeah, I was kind of looking at the behind the scenes, you know, with Boris Karloff and, and uh, Bella Lug- Lugosi. And in a way, um, you know, George Valentine from this, from the artist, is very reflective off of those type of actors who almost get like typecasted back in the day or they're mm-hmm. almost solidified to the genre that they they're known for 
that's kind of what happened with Bella Lugosi. He couldn't get out of that Dracula uh, Universal Monsters <laughs> aspect. And, and when, you know, the film industry moved on to other films and, you know, they just kind of saw him as more of the creatures that he was in. I mean, he was in so many of the Universal, you know, dark the Dark Universe, I guess it's called now. That's just what it, what it kind of reminded me of is Bela Lugosi's kind of drop into his own, you know, typecasting and not being able to get out of it, similar with George and transitioning out of silent films into the talkies because, yeah, he is a French person we see at the end, so he's not as, uh, yes. you know. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. So it's definitely even the story itself. And then, you know, it has like La La Land vibes of like the rise to fame with Pepe. It's, it's your typical Hollywood. Ah, uh, yes. The... Uh... The Hollywood starlet on the rise, yeah. And now that's nice. I didn't. I really put the two and two together about about. Uh, I'm not even gonna try and pro. Whoever plays George Valentine, yeah, guy. he does a great I, job. I can't. I can't <laughs> yeah, I can't pronounce his name. I can't. Yeah, I get sure. it. It's just a French movie with John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> the French movie with John Goodman. About his perfect kid. way to put it. Yeah, but yeah, it is about. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Maybe you should. I might look a little more into. French actors in Hollywood, if that was like a struggle that they they had in tw- in the twenties, because he he's yeah, even perhaps, said of yeah. the film, he's like nobody wants to hear me talk, and we even see him. He's a very good tap dancer, but he was only in silent action films that we saw. Uh, he was just a silent action star. He's in the Zorro movies and some of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it does show him with a little more, because while possessing more range, he just sort of died with the silent film genre mm-hmm. as they just moved yeah. into talkies. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't notice that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was a typical uh, actor story from back in the day. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was just done really well. Yeah. Some of the storytelling with it, like even when at the beginning when he's, you know, uh, bombarded by all the paparazzi, there's even kind of a foreshadow of how Pepe is kind of stepping into his life and almost overshadowing him. I mean, when she bumps right into him, everyone goes silent. All attention is on her when she bumps into him mm-hmm. during the paparazzi scene. It's just kind of like a nice foreshadow. Everyone's attention is going to be drawn more to her. And that's kind of yeah. his bane, I guess, that's coming in <laughs> into his life. And uh, yeah, you know, you even see his ambition of, you know, the wheels are turning. There's a nice visual of him trying to, you know, create his own movies after, you know, the talkies are coming out. And he's like, okay, I'll make my own movie. And then you can even see just the overlapping visual of like the, the film reels turning while he's directing the movie you can see as the he, wheels are turning in thinks. his mind yeah <laughs> spends all his money <laughs> right yeah as he spends all his money on this one picture but yeah and then you know once we get to the actual um picture itself you know he's the the, the end is him drowning in quicksand and you know there's the young heroine at his side looking on kinda, yeah looking to his demise looking down on him looking down as, on him yeah so. and even as the two characters watching the movie were were posed in it he was in the orchestra seating and she was up on a balcony sort of looking down as he true looking down on his work watched him drown herself yeah Yeah, she's the elevated one in this instance so that's cool yeah i didn't yeah i liked her characterization in it a lot though i could see how they both would have interpreted it differently when she has him come stay at her house after he almost burns himself to death and he finds the room with all his stuff in it like he is his legacy is just nothing more than (laughs) Like just something yeah. a back room for her, but then for her, I don't know. I I got her her vibe is more. She was more driven to help him by this mixture of of infatuation as well as gratitude. Yeah, because like, we always see her like thanking him and stuff, and it's really through her interactions with him when he was at his peak 
that she got to stardom. You know, she got in the yeah. She got in the newspapers for bumping into him. And then John Goodman almost kicked her off set for her shenanigans. But it was <laughs> it was George who was like, no, we have a movie to film. Let's keep right. going. And he brought her back on. Uh, and she just wanted to do the same to him. And he misinterpreted it as like pity. But I think it really was like gratitude on her it end. It really was. Yeah. And, and I, maybe that's kind of what that's... this whole this whole movie is. It's just sort right. of a, like a throwback to the older genres that without them, we would not be where we are today in cinema right, yeah there's a there's an emulation and a respect and yeah i think that's what the director that's kind of his love letter to you know the george valentine is is the embodiment of you know what film was back in the day when it when it really was groundbreaking again i think Pepe kind of represents the the director of this movie and george is more mm. of the industry that paved the day so I, yeah i think that's greatly characterized between the two yeah i also love john goodman as the just the fat cigar smoking producer. Yeah. <laughs> He's just exactly what you'd picture a 1920s movie producer as. Right. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect characteristic. And and that's that's what's great too about the just the the, the main the the cast of this. It's just great. You know, the lead actor George and and Pepe, um just the way that they embodied that um energy of of the 20s of of those stars back in the day. I mean, it was a total Fred Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers dynamic. It was, mm-hmm. it was just great. It was, it was, it really characterized the time. Yeah, again, John Goodman really played his role real well. Um, it was a good cast, yeah, so and it just James, really committed. James Cromwell's in it. He's like the the driver who plays Clifton. Yeah, yeah, James Cromwell. Yeah, I always yeah. just picture him as as the guy from from I Robot <laughs> who dies and oh, then yeah, just like yeah, hides, <laughs> hollow tapes oh, everywhere. I think there was another episode where I tried to remember his name and and what he is in, what he what he was in, and then I remembered after recording, I was like, "Fuck, that's the guy from My Robot." <laughs> that was just the first thing I seen him in. It was like yeah. so familiar in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone, there, everyone's there great some... in this movie. The dog, especially, is a star. He's the star of the show for sure. Such a good boy. He's the He's goodest good boy. I th- yeah, and the dog too is sort of this weird foil to him, where even when the cop yeah. says he owes his life to that dog, and the dog was like kind of his gimmick in all the movies right yeah he always he really does owe like his livelihood to the dog because even in all his action movies the dog is right there he takes the dog everywhere people want to pet the dog (laughs) and even after his when he just is uh on his downfall and he's just just like going to see pepe's movies people that lady stopped him and she was like oh can i bother you for a moment and he's like wow a fan and she she just pets the dog and leaves (laughs) and he says if only you could talk where he's yeah so the dog and him are yeah. kind of the same people love him but they they really don't hear like the voice that they have behind him yeah see everything they have to offer true it's also true, just a yeah. really really good boy <laughs> the dog he really is yeah he saved his life immaculately trained really <laughs> best actor in the entire movie now <laughs> i agree it's probably a little bit of a, a difficulty well maybe not because i mean you're actually you are interacting they're still talking on set as it's being filmed. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of a challenge to be more visual in their storytelling and their acting choices. So I think they did well. I think there there wasn't a single scene that I didn't really know what was going on. I, you know, just just the way that they express the situation, and I, I'm sure it's a little bit of a challenge to be more physical. But I, I thought they did just fine, and it was just really impressive. Yeah, the only phrases or sentences they really transition to dialogue cards for are like big ones for like big plot or character 
moments. Yeah, just the most important ones. But they didn't do dialogue cards for like every sentence. You know, the one word ones yeah. you can kind of lip read. But for the other smaller sentences as they go back and forth, you can't, you don't know exactly what they're saying. You just have to look at their mannerisms and where yeah. they are at that point and just get right. sort of the emotion behind it. And that, that adds to a lot of the... Yeah, going back to the film techniques too of, of how they, you know, how, how the lighting is, how the visuals are, are told, you know, that just that just enhances what that person's feeling. So it just really helps the audience to see how they're feeling in the moment, see what, what it's all about even though their words aren't there like you just you just understand it and i think yeah just props to the director for making that a or the cinematographer for making that possible it's really good yeah props to the director and the actors as they they just put across all the feelings that they need to without any any dialogue really yeah uh it all just came together yeah this is just a really tight-knit film i think it worked really, really well i was surprised that it was a 2011 film yeah especially since yeah. we haven't seen anything else really like that no yeah like you know from what i at least out of like you know hollywood cinema i think it's a lot more popular uh in like european film yeah most likely it might be more black well, and white as more well received as, uh, even just wide. silent movies yeah but for an american audience this is this is certainly a hidden gem definitely is yeah i i feel like not everyone's gonna appreciate this film in in the same way but yeah, there's something definitely that you can take from this movie, and it's a cool thing to look back on the time. Look how far we've come. I, I did watch like a little bit of Nosferatu as well, and um, it's just, yeah, it's such an interesting world of, of silent film. And yeah, I think even Nosferatu they used more of the visual storytelling, and then, yeah, with the title cards, it was only on the most specific things, just because they didn't have time to, you know, input everything. Yeah, those are a pain in the ass to get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's much, yeah. Yeah. So it's easier to do it, but it's also harder to, you know, still get the message across in right. that way. Uh, and yeah, and even those those older films and in this one, it's especially. Yeah, even work. with the artist, with as much technology as we have, they have all means to <laughs> do as, as much as they want with this film. But the idea of of them, you know, emulating that style and not overstepping those techniques uh with mm-hmm. what we know now I, I thought that was really great it's like we're, we're just we're, we're being respectful and we're yeah the, you know we're making it as minimal as possible limitations yeah. the dog could have no been a multi-million dollar <laughs> cgi yeah exactly <laughs> look like uh, right was that movie a that came out like last year or two years ago <laughs> with harrison ford in it about the dog and the dog was oh yeah entirely the... Right, it's Call it's, the Wild. That's it's Call the Wild. Yeah, the Jack and the London dog book, just yeah. look. They just look really weird. <laughs> it was yeah. the CGI oh the whole gosh. time. I'm like, how like lazy the, have we become? You know, the <laughs> sixty frames per second dog it moved so <laughs> yeah. smooth. It was like a snake with legs, slithering really? across the screen. Oh, <laughs> this glossy dog gosh. fur. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I, I I just feel like this this type of movie would. If it was distributed in an American, if it was tampered by Hollywood, I just feel like it just would not be as you know committed to the style back in the day. Well, luckily for it became, us, it so, was made by the, the good, morally upstanding Weinstein Company. Yes. So we don't gotta, <laughs> we're, we got to... <laughs> uh, 
Ah, uh, yes. That's that's the, the that's the downfall of this movie. I just feel like now it has lost its um what this poor French guy had to do to get this role as George Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> or Jean Gerard in uh, I'm I sad to just it. even think of the possibility. I'm just oh. butchering his name. Yeah, that's that is an unfortunate thing. I, there's so much that this movie can offer, and I just feel like people are just going to be turned away because <laughs> I mean, Weinstein is yeah. plastered in the first <laughs> frame of right the movie. in the front. There. So I was like, oh god damn it! It's so, still on yeah. Netflix. It's still free to watch with a Netflix subscription right now, and it is yeah. still highly recommended by the boys. Very much so. Yeah, and I mean, this was supposed to be like a valentine week which it still is uh the artist i mean it's it's a it's a relationship uh it's movie. Uh, yeah so it's a love I mean, story i forget yeah this yeah. is we're <laughs> it was a little bit of like a stretch shitty, on my part <laughs> shitty romance movies what what are your thoughts on the the romance in this movie oh romance i think it's uh it's great there's a lot of tension um it's it's more it i mean it's slightly one-sided it's uh you know she's enamored by him and he's just kind of fed up with how how fast Hollywood is moving, but well, that adds yeah. a little well, bit of tension, his, his and then it kind of brings him back to yeah, yeah. We see it at the beginning, his uh, sort of the chemistry between them. His wife yeah. just fucking doodles on his face all day. Yeah, <laughs> they're not happy together. But you know him and him and Peppy, they they dance and. They even had to do multiple takes of that Walt scene because he just <laughs> got lost in her eyes dancing with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, yeah, it's I like how it was established, yeah. again, without any any words. Very, uh, you know, golden age romance that they yeah, have. Yeah, it's, it's a very um, positive um, spin at the end. The stories back in the day had to, had to end on a, a high note, a good note. So You got to end on a high note, yeah. Yeah, he didn't kill himself. He... <laughs> They lived happily ever after, was gonna... and they danced. Oh, and so if it came out it in, <laughs> what was it? When was the last year that took place in the movie? It was like 1933 or something. Mm-hmm. They like peak Great Depression. If the audiences just saw him shoot himself, they'd be like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a, is a timely choice for you, Isaac. You know, it's uh, timed perfectly and with the setting of the film, the time period. Right. With a nice old, with the old 29 stock market crash. And right. here we are yeah. in 2021 talking about it. Living in the same way. Yes. Me Did stuck you see here in Hollywood. That there the is a movie way. already being made about Wall Street bets and that everything that's going on with GameStop and the stock market. Oh, I don't doubt it. Market. They got to hop on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's starring Noah Centinino, who we talked about last okay. week. Okay. He was the the romance in in Sierra oh, no Burgess way. is a loser. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that guy's is he the new back. Leonardo he's DiCaprio, like Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know. <laughs> he's gonna be Wall Street bets guy. I'm sure this movie produced by big budget companies <laughs> about <laughs> the downfall of big budget companies is gonna very accurately reflect the events that are going on. Definitely sure there's going to be no to. bias. There, there's not going to be any whatsoever. bias. Of, yeah, no, no, they're no. not going to be better, you know, with their, their hedge funds. and Definitely not, no. It's going to we'll be, be fine. <laughs> We're going to see <laughs> Noah Centonino last week. I was talking, like, if only that guy, I feel like he's pretty witty if we could get him in a role other than just, you know, the hot guy in a love story. We're going to see him in this one, but he's going to be, like, just a fucking terrorist. Oh, okay. He's cast as the Wall Street bets guy. They just make him out to be, like, a... A psychopath it's like a horror movie he's just like a serial okay. killer and he crashes the stock market on the side 
and it just shows Sarah that anyone Burgess with that really idea is a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that's my prediction for the movie. Amazing. You know, I you I, I feel like too. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Sierra might make an appearance. She might like show oh up my as God. This as is a camouflage. Yeah, she Holy might show up with shit. a different face. He's like, wait, wait a minute. How do you know my name? It's like Mission Impossible. He pulls the mask off yeah. at the end, and it's just <laughs> Sierra Burgess. <laughs> she's just she's found a way to just tank the entire economy, global catastrophe, complete upset she, of the ruling class. On the, yeah, she's on the path yeah. to destruction, man. This is the Wall Street bets. This is gonna happen. Fucking redditor that started it all, played by Noah Centineo, <laughs> is placed in charge of the United States afterwards, just sitting in the Oval <laughs> Office, and then he pulls off. The, his attire and it's just Sierra Burgess in her fucking band outfit. That was the only reason she she wanted to date him to begin with. It was all part of a another master plan. Is she the is she the redditor too? Is she the the Palpatine voice. I assume in the, yeah. In Redditors. Nice. Okay. Some little. Wow. It's like the intro to that dumbass sunflower song she wrote, and it's like. Long have I waited. Somehow Sierra Burgess returned. Somehow, Sierra Burgess return. Wow, that movie's horrifying. You know, Isaac, we should start a production company. We have some great ideas for movies. The, the really do. Sierra what Burgess are we doing here? horror trilogy. Yeah. What was the other one? We oh, the producers two about Battlefield yeah. Earth. Oh my God, we got we got ideas. We got we, we got, got soar ideas. with them. <laughs> nice. Wow, beyond our time. Maybe we are the the emergence. We are the the new. This is the genre, new genre, the new generation. Of film. We are the new talkies. It's just memes, Hollywood put to film. Memes put to film. We we call them maymays. Maymays, yeah. And just, that's the film. Amazing. That's, that's this a, movie's kind of a meme. Is. One of the main characters' name is Pepe. <laughs> yeah, uh, indirectly. Yeah, I can see it. But anyway, the artist. Great film. The artist. Uh, Beautiful time period piece and just an homage to classic cinema as we know it. Great performances, great production, great story and themes and tap dancing. Yes. And a dog, the greatest dog, cutest dog is in greatest. this. And in, unlike in other movies, he doesn't get murked. I thought he was going right. to die multiple times when George almost yeah. burns his house down with his super flammable film. Oh, I was like, the dog, he's going to fucking the, open yeah, the door and <laughs> let the dog out before you do, buddy. That's a dick move. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> when he's about to kill himself and the dog was barking yeah. at him, I was like, is he going to shoot the dog first and then himself? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought the but firefighter no. was just going to burst in. You know, the dog is like on his chest as he's like lying there or something. Be like, oh, Giving him. He's like, I am legend. But if any style, dog can know. give successful cpr it's that dog Probably, the most oh, talented dog i've ever seen most talented that dog could kick yeah. air bud's ass he's is the... what that dog could do. <laughs> i was like he is the perry of the platypus of the artist the nameless dog from the yeah. artist <laughs> wow. snow dogs ain't got shit on this good boy nah well anyways any oh should we should we rate the artist should we rate it i as... suppose we shall what would you in your professional opinion, give the artist oh uh, a, a direct ten out of ten. This this movie is gold. Nice. I can barely find any problems with it. Just a solid film, solid callback, and it makes me have a new newfound love for the the oldies, the old talkies, the old silent films of the time. A respect, I guess you get after this movie. I like it. So, how would you rate this? I this gem. I would agree. Two thousand eleven, like a good. <laughs> 
good nine to ten. I'm just gonna give it a ten. I I didn't see anything I didn't like about it. I'm trying to think. I oh yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I, I do remember the note I took in high school that the airplane wasn't historically accurate in his first film, like the <laughs> first opening film. I guess it's like a little. It's like oh yeah, World War Two hasn't happened yet, so we don't have like that type of uh, aerodynamic technology. So there's a little historical inaccuracy. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah. that's that's all I, I remember from was... my notes. <laughs> Because they had they had like biplanes and stuff in in World War One, yeah. I I think so, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. I think it's just the type of model that they flew off in was like <laughs> was slightly a specific World War Two, but model of plane. Know. Yeah, it's very where specific. You come <laughs> out as like a big a big aviation lore guy. Just really like <laughs> yeah. various types of planes. Just know all about planes. You know, we have to bring in lore somehow. So this is a lore channel. Aviation. Yeah, Isaac brushed up on all his aviation reading, so we could have one thing to criticize <laughs> about the artist. <laughs> one thing we could criticize. Yep. So that brought my uh, score down to a, a nine out of ten. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's a ten out of ten <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's a t- for sure a ten out of ten. Yeah. yeah if you good. like any classic movies, or you don't, and you want to. Definitely watch the artist. Highly yeah. recommended by the boys. It's a it's a keeper. I I have it on Blu-ray. I, I I will definitely watch this on occasion for sure. So nice, good stuff, and yeah, maybe a good Valentine's movie for your date. So it is very sweet, romantic, ends on a happy note. Yeah. Unlike uh, love it. Unlike Sierra Burgess, which is more yeah. akin to the ending <laughs> of like a of like a Halloween or a Friday the Thirteenth movie, where the villain yeah. they think they defeated them a and scream. then they just sort of like crawl out of their grave. <laughs> yeah. that's what the ending of that movie more it's, reminded me of yep yeah the the entire last like 10 minutes of that movie felt like the end the end credits or the after credit scene of an mcu film where it just sets up the next <laughs> villain it was like that it's, except it's it was like the, the entire movie Sierra, it's yeah. like the joker movie where the whole movie is just about the villain but not the artist the artist is great uh let us know what you awesome. guys think about the artist we have yeah. our new Facebook group kick in in full force right now, so you can go in there, post yeah. whatever you want, recommend stuff for the boys to review. Yeah, uh, recommend some silent, I don't know, silent films or talkies, if you know any good ones, check out. Yeah, the, I'm, the artist emulated pretty well, so yeah, uh, let me know. <laughs> let us know. I want to get into into more classics. We sort of dipped our toes in yeah. there a little last October when you brought up the, the thing from another world. yeah. I've mostly just seen like the slapstick comedies of of Chaplin and the like. <laughs> There's more to watch. Let us know because I want to get more into the time period and the genre. So do Definitely. hit us up on Facebook group or just comment on any one of our posts. We we got people who will just post uh, like something and they'll comment talking about like fucking Call of Juarez that we reviewed <laughs> in <laughs> <Yeah>. September. <laughs> that was surprising. <laughs> bring wow, up, yeah. Bring up that. We just got memory. responses from from that. <laughs> and yeah. then we and then we and then we just talk about Call of Juarez under like some fucking. WandaVision post. <laughs> we'll do it. So we'll do it. Just, just let us know. We're always Open down old to wounds talk and let's do it. Uh. We, yeah, old wounds. We are, couldn't tell by the fact that we host a, a movie podcast where we do just talk about movies for 45 minutes at a time. We like doing that. Yeah. So hit us up and we, we will. Do. We do. Hit us up and then uh, tune in for Thursday. We're going to continue our uh, shitty Valentine's Day movies leading up to Valentine's this week. Desperados. Desperado. Twenty twenty is Desperado. It's a time. It's it's wild. It's a weird one. Yep. <laughs> so uh enjoy that and uh we'll see you then. <laughs> kiss kiss. I'm inserting a nineteen I'm inserting like the or the orchestra swell 
if this were an MP4, we'd have like the circular fade to black. So everybody picture that. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm going to blow a kiss in silence now. Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new pro. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now. <laughs>